Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's begin now. Welcome to it. 12 to 3 today, full show. Royals back on their normal schedule. Second game after the All Star break. Huh. I just saw a cop on a motorcycle. It's just hauling down the on ramp. Is that why you're sweating right now? No. I'm sweating because I'm, uh, my skin is the same temperature as the surface of the sun. You have a pretty hilarious sunglasses tan right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, Dusty Likens with you, Nick Price with you. This is Out of Bounds. We are on from 12 to 3, leading you up to the sexiest trio in radio when it comes to Chris Unicero, Julio Sanchez, and Jillian Carroll. A lot of stuff going on in their three lives. Unicero, I really honestly don't know, but Jillian Carroll went skydiving, and Julio Sanchez was the MVP in yesterday's oh. two games of the CU in the Major Leagues, the Urban Youth Academy Um Organization that took place yesterday that we went two and zero in by the way yesterday yep. in football. Humble brag. Yeah, um, I did not know that Julio had that kind of athleticism. We yeah, just put him in the middle of the field and he just went out and got every single ball. Fly ball, line drive, and a good. This is wiffle ball. Also, I, best pitcher on our team. Yep, best pitcher on the team, best fielder on the team. He basically covered the mound better than Greg Maddox did from ninety two to eighty to ninety nine. Um, but that was fun, thanks to Bob Fesco and Steven Spector for letting us try out for that. Uh, Speck almost hit a home run. Yeah. It went off the top of the wall. It was just a line shot, too. And speaking of Steven Spector, happy birthday to our boss, as he is 42 today, which is insane that he holds his age that well. Um, so happy 42nd birthday to Steven Spector. Looking think, good for 42. I think he's honestly like 33. Yeah. Uh, which is insane. But, uh... No, a fun Saturday ahead of you. You just got Brandon Kylie as we were live and local on 610 Sports Radio. Every single Saturday, you got Brandon Kylie before me, the leadoff. Um, always informative, always uh, stat-driven and fun when it comes to BK. Even if he does want to talk at the end of his show about people dismembering themselves for a Super Bowl title, I would never do that. I uh, don't want to become an unsullied for a Super Bowl title. I don't need to do that. I don't need... I don't need to lose myself for a championship. No, no. I'm not trying to be like Grey Worm or Lord no. Varys or anything like that. Just no. uh, keep making steps in the right direction, and it helps when Pat Mahomes is your quarterback. Fun show today, though, for us here on Out of Bounds as we keep it, uh, as, we keep it as real as we possibly can. Um, there's a lot going on in a time of sports where everyone thinks that this is the downtime of sports, which I always seem to lead with that during this time period because Tyree Kill's tweeting again. Uh, first time since June 30th. Uh, when he tweeted uh, crying eyes because uh, someone said that Marquise Goodwin was the fastest person in the NFL. So Tyree Kill's back on Twitter. Uh, we'll have Carrington Harrison on. That's the best way I can tease that because Carrington Harrison probably had one of the best weeks in radio um, no that, since I've been doing radio for a while, um, for about three and a half years now. Uh, Carrington Harrison, good week on radio as we keep it live and local as he's the 
co-host and uh, basically the front runner for that show on the drive from 2 to 6 on 610 Sports Radio. And then a little bit later on in the show around 2 o'clock, we'll have the voice of the Royals, Ryan Lefevre, um, who blatantly lied to my face last night. My sunburnt face. He said, I went up to him as we were talking in the Royals press box because it was Bubba night. He literally told me, it's not as bad as you think it is, is what he said about my sunburnt face. He was lying, and I have to call him out for this because the minute I got into the locker room, Mike Swanson, the uh, head director of communications for the Royals, goes, have you not heard of sunscreen? (laughs) And he's probably said 17 (laughs) words to me in my life, mostly about golf, and he says that to me, has a smile, the rest of the media, and it's funny, this guy's sunburnt. And then as I'm walking out, I'm kind of saying, oh, I can't feel my face. And Duffy's behind me. He goes, I can't feel my hand. <laughs> That's great. Which is because he got hit with the, um, obviously got hit with the, uh, with the baseball the in the hand last yeah. night. But last night it was about Bubba Starley. And Bubba Knight at the K, call it what you want. Everyone this season, like we've said on this show, We've been talking about the minor league side of this team more than we've been talking about the major league side of this team. And when it comes to getting this guy called up from the year that he's had, from the perception that he's had on the fans, as us in the media, as talking heads, we've had our take on it and what it means to us and what we'd like to see. This is what Duffy said about Bubba Starling getting up last night. As a pitcher, it might be kind of difficult, but do you get a little bit more juiced up when you hear the crowd's reaction to a guy making his MLB debut? Kind of, Bubba, yeah, heck yeah, dude. I mean, that's it's a long time coming. He's a talented, a really, really talented dude, and um, I'm really happy for him. And I, I, I feel like, you know, putting it into words, it would have been like me making my major league debut in my hometown in Lompoc, you know. And um, that's a big deal, man. And he should be really proud of how hard he's worked to get to this point. Um, I couldn't be happier for him, and um, you know, here's here's to a, here's to a, here's to a long time up here. I hope I hope, I hope that he, uh, um, you know, plays a really long time, and he deserves it for everything he's went through, everything he's, uh, you know, worked hard for. I hope he accomplishes a lot, and just getting here is an enormous accomplishment in in its own, you know, right. So I'm happy for him, man. So when it comes to the players, and I would say voice of this team when it comes to Danny Duffy, he kind of I think. Kind of spoke for that entire locker room. Now, there are guys that have just been acquired on this team in the last year or so, like a Jorge Lopez that may not get the full aspect, but they still got it last night. Like, as we're getting close to get audio from other people, it was kind of like heads were on a swivel waiting for Bubba to come uh, into the locker room and get, get you know, wound down after talking to family and, and friends and stuff outside. But the crowd was electric. Like, and I get it. Like, I, I understand it's Friday night. It's the first game back from the All-Star break. There's actually sports going on in this town that you can go out and watch. It's the summer. It's fireworks. It's dollar or it's buck night at the K and all that type of stuff. I get it. We talked to Alec Lewis of The Athletic a couple months or about a month ago, and he had told us we'd always thought that mid-July was going to be the day that Bubba gets called up. Dayton Moore kind of had a think he knew what he was doing. The team doesn't do well in the first half. They get to the break. They're 30-61 and 61 on the season. What happens? Oh, they DFA Terrence Gore and then call up Bubba Starling. There's the move. You think to yourself, can Bubba really do it? Can Bubba really get this exciting and fan base back to the K during the downtimes until number 15 starts throwing the football for real? To an open receiver, not a trash can outside the stadium. Don't worry. We'll get to that text line that says the Royals are irrelevant. Zzz. 
They're not. It's live and local on Saturday. If you want to listen to Boston, Detroit, Chicago guys, you can go do that. Right now, the Royals are rolling because they called up Bubba Starley. They called up a guy that everybody in this town has been talking about. He called up all season. They're not irrelevant right now. This story's relevant. And Dayton Moore knew what he was doing because he waited till the Friday after the All-Star break when the team was at home, when there was nothing left to ride on this season, and he called him up. And you want to know why it's relevant? Because 4,119 people bought tickets to that damn game last night, that day. So I'm sorry I'm a little hot. But they're not irrelevant when it comes to everybody in this city. Maybe to you, maybe you like watching on a loop, Mahomes throw it out of the stadium. And we'll get to that. But a guy who's been waiting since 2011, who was the fifth overall pick in the first damn round by this Royals team, who was never given up on, makes his debut last night. And not only do the fans go out and see it, 4,119 of them, but also the players in that locker room were ready for it. Duffy gets excited about it. He's got to pitch a game. And we all know that when pitchers pitch, you don't talk to pitchers pregame. And after the game, he got hit in the hand, got taken out of the game, but he still had time to be humorous. He still had time to be humanized with the group of people that were in there covering that game. And he still had time to make sure that they knew or we knew how it felt as a player perceiving this motion of Bubba Starling getting called up. So props to Bubba. And in his first major league at bat, he gets a walk which is so ironic because one of Bubba's biggest flaws in the minor leagues leading up to this year was contact because he kept striking out. And in his first big league game, where I'm sure the knuckles are a little bit rocking, where the palms are a little bit sweaty and the gloves are irrelevant and the bat's not in the normal position, he takes a walk. I believe it was a five-pitch walk. And Bubba gets first base and he scores his first big league run and the crowd erupted. When he jogged out to center field, he told us in postgame, he was a little nerve-wracking. He hadn't ate much. This is a guy that's been in the minor leagues since 2011. This is a guy that's from a local area, from Gardner-Edgington, went to high school there, got drafted by the Royals, got signed by the Nebraska Cornhuskers to play football, and where we thought everything was coming down and everything was over. And in a town where this teams can be given up on or players can be just, you know what, I'm done with it. Last night, they didn't show that. 4,119 tickets sold that day. A crowd size of 25,000 plus where attendance has been down, not only at Kauffman, but around the entire MLB. And there was 25,000 strong there. And I'll believe it. I'll believe you. You want to be like, you know what? There was already going to be 20,000 people there, but 4,100 people went and bought tickets. Okay? Well, 4,100 people didn't all buy tickets together to see a fireworks show that they just saw the previous week, and they didn't go to get a free, or not a free, but a dollar hot dog. Bubba, Bubba Star and this Royals team was relevant, at least for last night. No, definitely relevant. I mean, this, I don't know, I was watching this game at my house, and it kind of had like a big game feel, just like, like it mattered a little bit more. Like, you see Duffy get hit in the hand with a pitch, probably shouldn't be out there, but he wanted to stay out there because he wanted to put together a good start because this game kind of felt bigger. And the fact that the crowd was just locked in every single time that Bubba was up to bat. Like, you'll remember that ground out to short. And when he makes contact with that ball, the crowd erupted. Even though it was a one-hopper to short and he was out by a mile, still, everybody was on the edge of their seat because they felt like they were watching something important here. And I just want to remind everybody, too, that this is the kind of thing that can spark a team. Last year, we saw it with the Royals once they called everybody up after the All-Star break. Before the All-Star break, 41 games under 500. After the All-Star break, 
only five games under 500. I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but a fresh start coming out of the all-star break, have a week off, Bubba makes his debut, and you win in the fashion that you did last night, maybe they can start getting a little more eyes on this team before we get to Chiefs training camp and it all shifts over to the Chiefs. From the 210, take a Xanax, bro. These people are here idiots. Just let them idiot. I don't need Xanax. <laughs> no. I don't need that. I appreciate it, though. He's doing all right. He's fired up. No, I just, it just, yeah, every once in a while. Uh, it's completely irrelevant. I got so excited to see Bubba make his dream come true. It's a special time to me. I dreamed of the moment like that when I was a kid. Awesome night last night. I hope now he's made it. He can tear it up and stay up here and be a part of this core for the next run and the title. One more little point here, too. How often do you see... Like, do you have minor leaguers that are talked about as much as Bubba Starling was before they make it to the majors? Normally, you see a call-up, and you're like, the average fan or the casual fan doesn't know who they are. Everybody in Kansas City already knew who Bubba Starling was coming into this season and the seasons before. So this has been a long time coming, and it's definitely relevant that he made his debut for his hometown team last night, and they got the win. And Bubba soaked it all in. The only thing he did nail was his promo. Hi, Rose fans. Bubba Starling here, back home in Kansas City. Come out and see the game tonight. Come out and see the game tonight. Sounded like he was being held hostage or something. And a day where where uh, Bubba Starling makes his debut, the guy across the street threw a damn football outside the stadium. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, six ten Sports Radio. What's up now? I just I don't get I don't get some people, and I mean I know he's texting on the text line. Clint the mailman, listener number three. Royals aren't relevant. That's not what I'm saying. Bubba Starling's debut was relevant. Right. What's the narrative of this weekend programming, live and local? Can we talk Richie Incognito cutting people's heads off, trying to punch caskets? We'll get to that. I'm not leading the show with that. No. Bubba Starling was relevant. Bubba Starling makes his major league debut last night to tease that. We'll have Ryan Lefever on at 2.10. We also got some pretty sweet video last night that was really relevant when it came to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was shown throwing a football outside of Arrowhead Stadium. I'm interested to think what people have to say about this. Protein House E with a purpose text line 69306. I still feel like somebody might complain. And be like, well, technically he was standing on, like, the five-yard line. Okay. I saw somebody tweet yesterday basically saying, like, yeah, he can throw a football out of the stadium, but have we seen him do this for more than one year? Like, let's slow down on the Mahomes hype. Did KCTV5 tweet that? Something like that. I don't know. No, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't them? It wasn't them. Okay. Um, I didn't see their full tweet. I find it weird with Patrick Mahomes coming up this year. The reason isn't in distrust or lack of, you know, what last year was. The reason that I find Mahomes interesting this year is because I'm trying to figure out how you can surpass last year from a personal standpoint. Now, the easy answer to how you can surpass that is to put a ring on his finger. It's pretty weird, right? Because only twice in the history of the NFL
has a quarterback thrown for 50 touchdowns and 5,000-plus yards. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. And I get that. If you were to ask Pat Mahomes how can this year be better than last year, he would obviously tell you a Super Bowl. Pretty simple. And the reason that that's the question right now for me is because that seems like a not an ended route road. It seems like something that's going to be almost impossible to, to eclipse. Now, the problem with me here where I might sound like a Debbie Downer, is the fact that I'm done trying to guess what Mahomes is going to do next. I don't know if he can surpass 50 and 5,000. We've never seen somebody do it twice in an NFL career. I just know that Pat Mahomes isn't taking any you-know-what from anybody on any platform. So earlier this week, which is where I kind of figure out where this video comes. And when I say what's next for Patrick Mahomes or what can be better than a 50-touchdown, 5,000-yard season, I look at a few obstacles. We'll take the humorous route first. Odell Beckham throws a football the full length of a field. The perception makes you think he threw it 100 yards. Right. How far did he throw it? He threw it 80 yards. Some people did some investigative Google Maps research, and they looked at the field. It's an 80-yard field. Still impressive. Very impressive. For a a wide receiver. receiver, Right? Totally gifted athlete. We know what Odell Beckham Jr. is. We got it. You call out Pat. You call out Aaron Rodgers. You come at the king. You best not miss. Shout out Omar from The Wire. The cheese stands alone. So he's going to start bodying dudes that come after him on social media. Okay, pictures with LeBron James. ESPY awards. Rocking purple shoes that were custom made. Being the face of the NFL on Madden. Tops last year. But where I kind of see how Patrick Mahomes is, is where do you put the upper echelon level of how to get better than last year of 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards? One question is, can he go 15-1? and Producing a show the other night with Jay Binkley, Kent Swanson, and Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Those two guys, Binkley obviously is 610 Sports Radio. You can catch him tomorrow from 10 to 12 on Bink on Sundays before Cody Tapp's pregame show starts at 12. But the thing about this is, how good will the Chiefs be? And how much better will Patrick Mahomes try to be? Again, 50 and 5,000 seems impossible to top. I'm not sure you could possibly do it. Again, last year, raised my hand, I said Patrick Mahomes might be consistently inconsistent. Mm -hmm. I figured he'd throw like 25, 30 touchdowns, 15 to 17 interceptions. He basically gave me two middle fingers and said, hold my beer. Next year is where I kind of feel where Pat Mahomes will work on something different. Obviously, we've seen the help come in on the defensive side with Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, Emmanuel Ogba, Okafor, Chris Jones still needs to get paid. The defense is getting better. At least it's better than it was last year, and they haven't played a game. We all can continuously say that. I believe. Bob Sutton's out. We're there. You're smirking. What's going on in the text line? I've, I've decided not to listen to it. Oh, nothing. Just somebody talking about Clint the Mailman. It's from Greg the Mailman just saying so we have he a Clint, agrees with we you. we have a Clint the Mailman and a Greg the Mailman? Yeah, we got a we little a mailman battle of the battle? mailmans. Mailman versus mailman right now. Oh, my God. This is great. Clint and Greg the Mailman. Keep it up all day on 69306, the Protein House, E with a Purpose text line. Greg and Clint, the mailman. I love it. 
But here's where I want to think Pat Mahomes is going to try to get a little bit better next year. Because, Nick Price, you remember when the MVP debate between Breeze and Mahomes was going head-to-head, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was right? like the last couple months of the season. It was all that anybody was talking about. And it's all it was. And with Mahomes, the touchdowns were there. The yardage was there. But everybody's defense to Breeze was, well, Breeze is more accurate. Breeze is also doing a little bit of the same type of numbers. He throws it deep a lot. He does a lot of this. He's got less interceptions. Right. And so, for me, when it comes to that type of stuff, it makes me think. And we look at Patrick Mahomes on where he could get in better, he could improve. It's kind of hard. From Twitter to the highest passer rating on passes at or behind the line of scrimmage in the last three years, including the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes leads with 120.7. Okay? Breeze, fifth, 104.1. Breeze has obviously been the most consistent passer when it comes to completion percentage. Now, he's got a certified G in Michael Thomas, who's probably one of the top five best receivers in the game, who's about to get paid a lot of money. And I think where we see Patrick Mahomes step his game up to where it's to a level of, oh, my God, this is stupid crazy, is where he takes his percentages of pass completions up, where he takes his, where he takes things to another level statistically when it comes to last year he had, for instance, a 66 completion percentage. And he was averaging 8.8 yards an attempt on that 55,000, only 12 interceptions on the year. My thing is, what if Pat Mahomes has a 70% pass completion and averages 10 yards an attempt? Those are astronomically high. 10 yards an attempt, 70% of your passes completed in the NFL where everybody's a machine. That's where I think we see Pat take the next step. I don't think he'll have to throw for 5,000 yards or 50 touchdowns. Again, I could be completely wrong. He could. I admit that. Yeah. He could do it. We've never seen it in back-to-back years. And if anybody was going to do it, gun to my head, I'm going to vote for number 15 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. That's not because I live in the hometown. That's just because I watched that much damn football to where if I had to pick a guy to do it, well, only one guy did it last year, so possibly only one guy can do it this year. Goff ain't going to do it. Breeze isn't going to do it. Matt Ryan's not going to do it. Phillip Rivers and that sidearm duck release isn't going to do it. So I feel that Pat Mahomes, next year where he takes his game to another level when he's 24 years old, man, he's going to get that pass completion percentage up because he can be more precise. He's got a full year under his belt. And for a guy with his style and his talent and his brain in this sport, one year can take him so much further off. And if you can throw 40 touchdowns, nine interceptions for about 4,500 yards and slap a 70% completion percentage and a 10-yard average, not only are you probably going to be a front-runner for MVP back-to-back, but that's going to make your team that much better and you throw a defense on your back to support that. Dangerous team next year, and that, to me, is where Patrick Mahomes can get a little bit better. Yeah, and when you see him, too, progressing through his career, a lot of those missed passes or whatever came in those big games in the first quarter, second quarter. You could tell he was... A little overexcited because, after all, it was his first year starting as a quarterback. He's playing in the biggest games of his life. As he gets more experience, he gets more used to that big game kind of spotlight. Maybe we see those numbers improve a little bit moving forward. And like you said, 40 touchdowns, 4,500 yards, 
70% completion, that would definitely be at least the same, if not a little bit of an improvement from last year. Man. <laughs> the mailman, mailman going at it. suck from Ryan, your friendly Amazon delivery driver. Ooh. Ryan from the top rope getting in on the mailman battle of Greg and Clint the mailman. Here's another one from the 816. Greg and Clint the mailman battle, question mark. This show really delivers. Lots of sarcasm there. That's pretty funny. Somebody said, how can he improve his game next year? 60 touchdowns, 60,000 passing yards. Okay. Well, I like your optimism, but that's, what, that's, that's just something that's not going to happen. By the way, on the text line, 69306, it is our boss's birthday, Stephen Specht. It's also Harrison Ford's birthday. Harrison Ford is 77 years old, and my question to you is, what's the best Harrison Ford movie? You know what, you know what Stephen Specter said? Patriot Games or Clear and Present Danger. Okay. Those are Specs' favorite movies right, when it comes Spec. to Harrison Ford. So happy 77th birthday to Harrison Ford. Happy 51st birthday to Stephen Specter. Coming up, full context can really make something, well, it can really make it a little bit more clear. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. All right. I hate to be the antagonist. But I'm going to be the protagonist when I say I'm antagonizing this because it's funny. We have a delivery war. It's awesome. I mean, I got demoted last week to answering phone calls during our Christmas in July. Thanks to everyone that participated. And this might get me demoted again. But this is one of those banner moments on Out of Bounds, live and local on Saturdays on 610 Sports Radio. You heard the liner coming back. You got Brandon Kylie. 10 to noon. You get us till 3, whether you like it or not. Thanks for sticking around during the commercial breaks from the 816. And the award for the creepiest commercial goes to the Forest Kid. Congratulations <laughs> in all caps. Not only that, we've got a delivery driver battle royale against Ryan from Amazon, Clint and Greg the Mailman, Big Lance. I know you're in on this. You're Tyler the, the DoorDash. DoorDash driver, Tyler. Oh, and Tyler. now we have Tyler the DoorDash driver. I feel like we're... We're in store for like an Anchorman-style battle between all of the delivery people in the area. Happy birthday, Steven Spector. I'm bringing you some gifts <laughs> right on the table. You want content? You want live and local? You got local delivery drivers throwing bows. Ryan from Amazon, you can't fully do your job. I bet I get 20 Amazon packages a day. Be better, Ryan. <laughs> Greg, the mailman. Shots fired. All that talk, y'all better deliver your own Amazon Prime Day packages. Clint, the mailman. Man. Best Bubba of all time, Bubba Gump or Bubba Starling? Well, his last name isn't Gump. It's, uh, I think, Blue, because I think his real name is Benjamin Buford Blue, mm -hmm. but his parents call him Bubba, just like Bubba Starling's real name isn't Bubba. You know what it is? Derek. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have the same ring to it. No. Now batting Derek Starling. Oh. Yeah. Now batting Bubba Starling. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Anyways, we'll have Carrington Harrison on from the drive at 115 today. Um... Entering the fight, Spencer the Jimmy John's hey. delivery driver. <laughs> All right. Ryan, does Bezos make you sign a contract giving him a piece of your soul when you start working in that hole? Greg the mailman. Oh, my God. Rick, Rick from, from FedEx. FedEx. This is taking off, baby. <laughs> I'm going to weigh in on this. Rick from FedEx here. I do 135 stops a day. Quit being lazy, mail guy. Man, I just want to know, can you send me pictures of your calves? 
Because that's how I know a delivery guy really puts in that work. How many they've steps? got that horseshoe cast. Yeah, how many steps? You know what I mean? There? Anyways, we got a new show that's just getting completely sidetracked. <laughs> we got a delivery battle royale. We got, what do we got here? We got Rex from FedEx, which I don't know if that's a real name, but God, I hope it is. Um, we've got a uh, Frito we got delivery Ryan, Jason. We got new guy. Who is it? Uh, he works Frito for Fritos. Frito delivery Jason. I'm listening to the stream, so I may be late in responding. I don't give a rip, Jason. Keep You're getting in. in on this. The hell with the content. That's my rundown. It's done. We're done with it. We got a delivery battle royale. I feel like Herb Dean from the UFC or whatever the hell UFC referee guys are. Man, I wish I could get Michael Buffer to produce this thing. It's time. Frito delivery, Jason. I'm not going to lie. My name's Rick from FedEx. I got who else? Ryan, does Bezos make you sign a contract? Oh, man, let's get back to the content. This week on 610 Sports Radio, the full audio of the Tyreek Hill and Christina Espinal was released. Crystal Espinal. Main takeaways, real quick. Didn't know he was being recorded. Denied 2014. Still admitted that he punched his kid in the chest. Here's my take on it. I don't know what he's getting suspended because it's not because of the situation. It's because the NFL doesn't know how they suspend people. That's just the dead honest truth. You can't smoke weed because if you do, you get suspended four games. Yet marijuana has been recreationally legalized in like six states. I think it's like 11 now. 11 now. Yeah. You would know that. I'm not trying to say anything weird. Keep the tabs. That's fine. He was a frat boy at KU at Delta Chi. Shout out, DK. Same frat house and animal house. Mm -hmm. Probably never seen it. No, I have. Oh, you have seen that. Yeah. But you haven't seen the movie Heavyweights with Ben Stiller. I still haven't watched it. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, man. Listener 6614937 stops for the mailman in Topeka. <laughs> oh, man. Frito Delivery Jason. I like this. Kramer one. just texted in. He was producing the show before. He goes, ding, ding. <laughs> the hell with Kramer. Yeah. Well, anyways, when it came to the Tyreek Hill audio being released, it made us all think. It made you think one way about a certain news station. It made you think one way about a paper. It made you think one way about a radio station. My reason is, I don't know what's going to happen. I've been skeptical the entire time. I've said four games, two games. I don't think he'd appeal anything. Now, all of a sudden, I don't know. Because we have the story that comes out over the weekend of Richie Incognito. Mm. And Nick Price, this is a story that I feel like you're just really, really into. But according to a copy of the arrest reports, employees of the the, uh, Messinger's Pinnacle Peak uh, maternity ward or whatever he was at in Scottsdale police that the former pro bowler said he wanted his father's head cut off for research purposes and that he walked through the funeral home punching caskets and throwing things. I'm not sure about you, but there couldn't be a more ironic name for an NFL player with his past and incognito. This is a guy who has not been incognito. Anything but. This is a guy who bullied a teammate. This is a guy who's clearly racist. This is a guy who's clearly an a-hole. And now he's wanting his dad's head cut off. I'm sure he didn't go in the nice way about it. Probably didn't explain it the way that we're reading it. He probably went in there, freaked out. Who knows what testosterone levels he's at. And he starts punching holes in caskets in a funeral home. Yeah, I've read, too, that he started then when they said that you can't cut your father's head off here. He started threatening people, and he had some firearms in his trunk and everything like that. And how many games did he get? Two. Yeah. Two games. Josh Gordon can't play football anymore because he smokes marijuana. Now, I understand. He's been caught a couple times. The NFL has a rule. It's a banned substance. You can't do it. Okay? 
But my thing with the NFL is you don't know, honestly, how to suspend players. And when it comes to the Tyreek Hill situation, if you look at the entire timeline of the situation, has Tyreek Hill not done what he should have been doing? He got removed from the team. He got removed from his kids. And when he couldn't get a response from the lady, he called his kids or he called the police to make sure that everything was all right. Now Tyreek Hill is back. I know what you're smiling at. We'll get to that text. But now the situation, now that the full audio has been released, thanks to the kind people that work here, including our boss, happy birthday, Stephen Spector, Carrington Harrison, who we'll have on at 115, you can now make your own assumption. And like I said before, my three biggest takeaways, didn't know he was recorded, denied 2014, and also still kind of admitted to punching his son in the chest. He didn't really admit to it. He just didn't deny it. The NFL now has a stance where they think to themselves, oh, well, this guy was almost out of the league. Well, maybe now it's only eight games. Well, now we might only suspend him four. Oh, now there's full audio. We're only going to suspend him whatever. I don't honestly know what Tyreek Hill is going to get suspended because I don't honestly know what the NFL thinks when it comes to a consistent matter. They are there is so, no consistency. They are so inconsistently consistent with being inconsistent. It's insane. Incognito gets two games after completely annihilating a funeral home, threatening people, and having a horrible history. And if that's the case, if that's the case, that you want to take history out of it, then take 2014 out of Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Don't even think about it because Incognito is a POS. Yeah. He is not a nice guy. He's a loser, and he's completely opposite of what his last name is. He's an offensive lineman that gets more pub than a quarterback. And the thing about this is he gets two-game suspension. Guys that smoke weed, four-game suspension. Guys like Tyreek Hill, we don't know yet. Ezekiel Elliott didn't get suspended for his latest altercation, and he had a past issue. So who knows what the NFL is going to do? Yeah, and you bring up, like, taking the history of a player into account in this CBSSports.com article that we're reading from from August of 2018 when this incident happened. It also mentions another incident at a gym earlier last year when Incognito appeared to believe that he was a member of the National Security Agency sure. and started throwing weights and other large items at yeah. another person. Yeah. Like, if we're not if we're not taking that into account, when we look at an incident like what happened at this funeral home and he's getting two games, then you a, better yeah. not be taking something into account that happened before this guy was in – Tyreek Hill was even in the NFL. And I get it. Apples and oranges. Domestic right. violence, gym violence. But when you're a rat ball like Incognito is and you're constantly doing these stupid, stupid just things in gyms and funeral homes and inside your own team, which perfect that he's a Raider, correct? Oh, yeah. And, Hard knocks going to be great. Oh, can't wait. But the thing about it is, it's not the people that report these things. It's not the opinionated people. That's our job. We're here to give you what we think could possibly happen because of what we've seen. But what I can honestly tell you is that I don't know because I don't know how the NFL does things. They just kind of seem like they spin a wheel and they go, up oh, two games. Or spin it again, three games. Oh, and by the way, friend of the show, Ben Heisler, he's let us know that on ESPN, They've already got in their fantasy leagues. Tyreek Hill, suspended. Mm. So ESPN might know something. I don't know. Tyreek Hill, back on Twitter for the first time since June 30th, throwing routes to Gary Dieter and calling out Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, first actual tweet since May 12th. Yeah, because he actually like, was typed like a, things out. Yeah, exactly. Back to the delivery man, Battle Royale. I deliver more than all those guys from our Nebraska Furniture Mart. And I also deliver more beer in my mouth when I'm not working. Goat man. No surprise there. Not at all. 
in this corner, weighing in at 255 pounds with an overall dimension of 78 by 32 by 25, an average delivery rate of 14 packages per hour is Clint, the mailman. 772 stops. Shut up, bleep. LOL, Craig, the mailman. Oh, my 150 stops. Oh, I'm in and out of your truck. Try delivering to 1,300 houses a day, mail and packages. 150 stops would be easy. Clint, the mailman. Holy smokes. What have I done? I love it. Keep it coming. 69306, Protein House, Eat With a Purpose text line. You're going to send something that they don't know you're sending. I'll make sure they get to it. Coming up, baseball. God, baseball can be really cool. And last night, we got it. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. This next segment for me is going to be really serious. No, I'm not being a smartass, but before I get into some serious talk, I've got to get into something that's just really made my damn day. We've got a battle royale on the text line, Nick Price. Big time. Protein House, eat with a purpose, text line 69306 all day. I don't know what they're going to do from 3 to 4.30 today, but I know what we're going to do. We're going to keep antagonizing you delivery drivers because you're loving it. From the 816, Amazon and UPS have it so easy. Couldn't last a week in a mailman's shoes. I love to stay in my truck. Clint the mailman. From the 816, I make sure more packages get delivered than the rest. Shada the air traffic controller. Shout out Shada. There's only one way to settle this. Everyone has to meet at 7,000 squib at 3.05 p.m. Jimmy John's. You'll probably get there at 315. That's from the 660. Ready mix concrete delivery driver here. 80,000 pound truck, 10 cubic yards of concrete at a time. Somebody beat that. Ding, ding. That's all the text. I'm not doing that. My stuff is heavy, and I have put some of it together. Them guys deliver mail packages. Goatman. Frito J. I deliver mostly beer. Challenge me. I'm sorry. I definitely drink the most beer. Challenge me. Jimmy John delivers millions of sandwiches in five minutes. All you other drivers could never. All caps. From the 913, I'm delivering a wild amount of weed into my lungs. <laughs> Happy All Saturday, right, man. And that's it. That's where we draw the line. I can't go any more than that. I've got to stop there. Delivery driver, Battle Royale, 69306, the Protein House, eat with a purpose, text line. Last night was cool seeing Bubba's debut. Checking the vibe in the locker room was really great, too. Listening to Danny Duffy talk about it, listening to other people kind of get going was really cool. But what got even better was when I got home. And when I got home, I'm watching TV. I'm trying to see if there's any, like, MLB coverage of the Bubba Starling thing that maybe we missed. And ESPN's rolling. And they go live into what is a pretty cool moment in Anaheim. As they pay tribute to Tyler Skaggs, the pitcher that lost his life not too long ago. Everybody's wearing the number 45. Everybody's wearing his name on the back of their jersey. And on comes the eighth inning, and that team has a combined no-hitter. 
They're playing the Mariners. ESPN, of course, being the four-letter network, is all over it. It's late. It's past 11.30. It's damn near midnight. But I didn't go anywhere. And then this happened. First two innings. And this is ground ball to second base. Ren Hefel falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. Now, why this is special is because in baseball, we don't always get great stories. There's a lot of tragedy around baseball. Roy Halladay, Daryl Kyle, Kirby Puckett, Tony Gwynn, all losing their lives early. Jordano Ventura. Jordano Ventura. Um... The kid from St. Louis, that was Giordano's friend, Jose Fernandez in Miami. There's been a lot of tragedy around baseball, and it normally sticks around and lingers. This was one of those situations that made this tragedy tragedy a little bit easier to kind of mourn. This from Darren Ravel. The Angels threw a combined no-hitter on the day they honored their teammates, Tyler Skaggs. Top of the surface. Let's start peeling the onion back on this crazy night that was so special. Game ends with Angels pitchers facing 28 batters less than two hours before. That would have been Tyler Skaggs' 28th birthday. Next layer. As for the Angels, they scored seven runs in the first and 13 runs in the game. Tyler Skaggs was born 7-13. Today. On a day that Skaggs was born, the sixth combined no-hitter was thrown. Orioles versus A's. In fact, this wasn't from Darren Ravel's Twitter, but this is also a stat. The last time the Angels threw a combined no-hitter was against the Mariners. And then there's this one. Skaggs was number 45. In the first inning, Mike Trout hit a 454-foot home run, which reads 45 from right to left and left to right. Darren Ravel tweets that out. More on how special this was. Ed Alden Gonzalez of Twitter, at Alden underscore Gonzalez. How Tyler Skaggs was honored today. His teammates all wore his jersey. His mother threw a strike to his best friend for the ceremonial first pitch. Then the Angels scored seven first inning runs and pitched a combined no-hitter from Taylor Cole and for the final seven, Felix Pena. I'm going to be real with you real quick. Baseball is my favorite sport. I love the game of baseball. I cherish the game of baseball. My dad brainwashed me on baseball. We played Stratomatic baseball some summers. I didn't play video games. I played card and dice games. Sometimes it just works out like this when it comes to sports. And last night it was baseball's turn. And what's more ironic about it is a team combines for a no-hitter the night that they represent their pitcher who died at such a young age in Tyler Skaggs. And I'm not going to lie, man. I don't get emotional very often. I don't cry a lot like I did when I was a kid and I'd lose a basketball game. But last night I'm sitting there and I I can't get up. I can't move. I'm like, this is really cool because it just seemed like there was something more every single time they would go to the game. And then all of a sudden they start to take their jerseys off and walk towards the pitcher's mound. And they start laying their jerseys on the pitcher's mound. And I'm thinking, man, I've never seen this. 
And in 99, when they had the All-Star game in Boston, and McGuire and Sosa and Ripken and all these guys go out and they shake Ted Williams' hand, who was almost all but gone, but he's in a wheelchair and he's somewhat kind of coherent. He's shaking all their hands and you're like, this is really cool. You look at how the Royals honored the passing of Giordano Ventura. That was really cool. Man, this went really even further beyond that. And then what really got me where I knew it was really serious was when they took the entire moment and a guy that is never talks, a guy that is not about himself, in fact, a guy who's commercial for the MLB Network is literally just let me play baseball, gets interviewed on MLB Network after the game, and this is Trout. Mike. This could not have happened on a better night. Could not be more fitting. What was it like? Um, it's, uh, yeah, speechless. Um, he meant so much to us, and obviously, what a night. You know, honoring him, 45. Yeah, with his, with his mom here, Carly, uh, his whole family, friends, and in front of our, you know, home fans. Um, you know, this is definitely for him, and he's definitely, um, he was definitely watching over us tonight. Was there a different feel in the ballpark tonight, Mike? Was he out there with you guys? He was, you know. Um, you know, the pregame ceremonies were, to honor him was unbelievable. Uh, Angels did a great job with that to honor his family. Um, you know, it's just uh, what a group of guys that come together on a, you know, very emotional night. Pena, Cole. Uh, Garneau was uh, just special to play behind tonight. And like you said, this is for him, his family. Um, you know, you can't make this stuff up, man. It's, it's, this, is, this is incredible. Um, you know, we, we obviously loved, loved him. And, you know, it's just a very emotional night for all of us. He couldn't have hit it better on the head with a hammer on the nail. Mike Trout, a guy who doesn't have a lot of words to say ever, and a moment where you wouldn't think a lot of words would be said because, again, he said he's speechless, nails it all in that minute and 16-second clip. But the Angels in Anaheim, a very special moment last night when it came to baseball, and baseball sometimes wins your heart. So tonight, maybe hug him a little tighter. Maybe kiss him. Maybe say something that you don't know with family members or people like that because last night, baseball let you know how special one person's life can be and how impact it can be for somebody else. Oscar Tavares, the kid that died in the St. Louis organization. Mm. Volquez threw a no-hitter on Giordano's birthday. Sport, it, sports do this sometimes. It can get you. That's one hour in the books here on Out of Bounds. That's as emotional as we'll get the rest of the way, I promise. I just had to give my tributes because I got to watch it live and I got to figure out how much it affected people even on Twitter. We'll get back to your text on 69306, the Protein House Eat With a Purpose text line. Frito J, FedEx Rex, Jimmy the Jimmy John driver. All y'all, keep chiming in. I'll read your text. We come back after this. And also, have we forgot about Travis Kelsey? Because I haven't. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.